Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Amen. It may have been Leave it to Beaver, or The Andy Griffith Show, or MASH, or I Dream of Jeannie, or Friends, Saved by the Bell, or Hannah Montana. But chances are, all of us have some sitcom, at least one, that helped to narrate our coming of age. The sitcom is the most formulaic of formulaic television programming, where in 22 minutes, you've got to have room in there for plenty of Donald Trump and Viagra commercials, but in 22 minutes or less, some quirky family or awkward group of friends navigate some crisis or catastrophe, some problem that seems insurmountable in the first five to seven minutes, but by the end, everything's fine. Lessons are learned, all loose ends are tied up, and there's a happy ending. Because everybody loves a happy ending, right? It didn't start with the sitcom. It's as old as time itself, as old as human beings first beginning to tell stories. We want those stories to be pretty and packaged and to end well. This was true for our ancestors in faith. And we know that because we've read the Gospel of Mark. If you are one of the three Baptist Lutherans who brought your Bible with you to church today, thank you for doing that. But if you had a Bible in front of you, you would see that at the end of chapter 16 in the book of Mark, it doesn't end with the words we just read. It goes on for a little while. But if you have a good Bible, and about half of them are pretty decent, you would see that there's a bold footnote or a heading there that says something like the original ending to the Gospel of Mark at the end of verse 8. And then there's another heading that says the shorter ending to the Gospel of Mark. And then there's another heading that says the longer version, the longer ending of the Gospel of Mark. At least three and even up to five, depending on how you count, different ways that the Gospel of Mark comes to an end. And yet, virtually every biblical scholar is unanimous in saying that the original ending of this Gospel, as it was first recorded, is at the end of verse 8. That the story ends with these words. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. What kind of an ending is that? Right? They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. That's not the kind of ending that we've come to expect. And so it makes sense that as the decades and even centuries wore on, people started tacking on endings to the Gospel of Mark, trying desperately to tie up loose ends, to to not have the story end Literally, the last word, fear. So desperate were they to to tie up loose ends and, and make the ending happy that, I kid you not, this is your kind of weird fundamentalist Christian trivia for the morning, they even added in snake handling. Literally. They would rather handle poisonous live snakes in worship than end the story with fear. 
And yet, that's how the story ended. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And I believe there might be some really good news in that. You know, it's fairly common in Christian culture for people to say something like, you know, it may feel like Good Friday today, but Easter's coming. It's a kind of shorthand way to say, don't worry, hang on, life is hard, but all will be well. The light will shine in the darkness, this too shall pass. And that is true. That is the hope to which we cling. Indeed, we proclaim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And that proclamation means that indeed, no matter what weighs us down, no matter what suffering or, or, or fear that we endure, all of that will indeed come to pass, that God's last word will be life, abundant and eternal life. And that is our Easter joy. And yet, a corollary perhaps to that little saying might be something like, It feels like Easter Sunday today, but Monday's coming. Right? Y'all clean up real nice, just so you know. You look very pretty this morning. The music is triumphant. The eggs are baking. Everything is joyful. And yet, tomorrow morning, heck, maybe even this afternoon, You'll be back to the same old, same old. Back to work. Back to a marriage that is struggling. Some of you will be back at the hospital getting cancer treatments. Some may find yourselves in the funeral home. Feels like Easter today. But Monday is coming. And my guess is that some of us will say nothing to anyone because we are afraid. For there are so many reasons to be fearful. And yet, somehow, somehow, the story was told. Just think about that. This story that ends with them saying nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Somehow, we have the Gospel of Mark and Matthew and Luke and John. And we have centuries, millennia even, of people who somehow have heard this story and had their lives and the world changed by it. How did that happen if they said nothing to anyone? Because they were afraid. Because God, God is able to tell the story that we ourselves are so often hesitant to tell, for fear has stopped our lips. God has told the story. God gets out into the world somehow, beyond all imagining, the story goes on. And the life of Jesus Christ pours into the world. They heard the news. 
And though they did not tell it, they heard it, they witnessed it, they saw it. They gathered at the tomb, they went there, expecting nothing but death. They did not go to the tomb wearing their Easter best, expecting the resurrection. They went carrying spices to anoint a dead body. But the tomb was empty. And there was a messenger. And the messenger said to them, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus, but he is not here. He is risen. And he has gone ahead of you to Galilee, just like he said he would. So go and tell. Friends, the good news for us today, as today it is Easter, but Monday is coming, the good news for us is that Jesus is already in our Monday mornings. He has gone ahead of us. He's already at the funeral home, the hospital, your work, and at your dining room table. He is in school. He is out in the streets. Jesus has gone ahead of us. You see, it's not our work to bring Jesus back from the dead. God has done that work. God has done all of that work. Our Easter task is to catch up with the Jesus who is already alive and well, breathing life into all of the things that shut our lips for fear. For wherever you go, this afternoon, tomorrow, or throughout the rest of this year, everywhere you go, The risen Christ is already there, ready to embrace you with grace, ready to breathe his Holy Spirit into your life so that you might know deep in your bones, your dry and dusty bones, your fearful and mourning bones, that you might know deep, deep in your whole self that Christ is risen, that Easter is always coming, and that indeed, when all is said and done, fear cannot and will not have the last word. God will have the last word, and that word is always life. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Amen.